Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Kaylin Patterson, <laughs> B4P Real Talk, Midwest Muscle in the house, in your ear, in your brain by now, probably in your dreams, hopefully not your nightmares. But anywho, this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in the world. And if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for something other than snickerdoodle in a protein pancake or donut. <laughs> like that chocolate, hashtag chocolate way for the win. And a little yeah, more cake. Anywho. You guys know how we do. And a foundation <laughs> to stand on including Desiree's uh, empty canister of chocolate white and a vehicle to drive your goals like what, Desiree? Like a Mack truck through ice cream. She could check us out at P4Muscle, P4PMuscle.com. <laughs> <laughs> and now let's chit-chat with the banter. What's up, Desiree? Hey, what is up, KP? So I have a question for listener land out there because you guys have been with us for a long time, some of us. Yeah, but this is we're going to see if they know the answer to the question first before we give it because I know that you know what it is. But I want to know how many of you out there actually know what P for P stands for. Oh. Because it's always it's always P for P muscle, but I don't know how many of our listeners and, you know, all 50,000 plus of you at different times in different countries, you hear us talk about P for P all the time, but I want to know, anybody know what the P for P stands for? So lay it on us. If oh. you know, let us know. Raise your hand. Send us, send us the answer. We want to see it. I, I'm interested. This is going to be fun. <laughs> I'm interested. So, and so while we'll give them a chance, we'll give them a minute to think about it. We'll give them a little bit to think about it, and then we'll come back with the answer if nobody knows. So this is this isn't a good, oh, this is a good one for you guys. Oh, we've got Gabriel, a winner. Who is it? One of our old schoolers. Gabriel all right, all right. Lay it on us. What was Gabriel's answer? Pound for pound. Pound for yes, pound for pound muscle. That's what P for P muscle stands for. So now you all know. In case you ever wondered, now you all know. So now let's get on with the show because I know you guys are going to no, have no, tons no, of no, questions no. for you. Go oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay, what's up? Well, because Gabriel's an old schooler. I mean, like back in the day, listener. So I got to give him a shout out that he's still there. Uh, listening to his uh, show after show, but he's got some of JB's old uh, shirts. So yeah. Oh, that's how he goes. Well, we're gonna have to give props to Eric Lipton too because he was uh, listening as well, and he has it right, pound for pound. And Eric is super excited about tonight's show, as many folks are. Um, so Gabriel, first of all, shout out. Thanks for listening for so long to our uh, our little talk show we have here. Eric Lipton, good job out of you for answering that question and for also being instrumental in helping to introduce us to tonight's guest who is very decorated. I mean, really, I, you know, some of you probably know who he is, but you really have to be following um, IMBA, PNBA, and or wrestling, and or just be paying attention to fitness magazines or bodybuilding magazines such as Muscle and Fitness because this guy was featured there. He's also on the cover of the 2019 April edition of Iron Man magazine. So if you've been paying attention to that, you also might have a clue who he is. He is a two-time natural Olympia overall bodybuilding champion. He's also a pro wrestler, a.k.a. the Welsh warrior. He's in the United States now by way of Wales. And if you're not sure who I'm talking about, I am talking about Mr. Rob Terry, Mr. Everything, as it sounds like, I hear you're positive, you're committed, you are as enthusiastic as it gets. I can't wait to learn more about you along with our listeners. So, Rob, say hello to our listener land and tell them a little bit about yourself. 
More than hey what guys, I just told him. Well, <laughs> first of all, I, I need you to be my announcer wherever I go because that was phenomenal. I don't think I could ever talk right? about myself. So I want to appreciate you. That was pretty awesome. That had me hyped up. I love it. So, no, yeah. No, I was <laughs> – you know what, it, it, this is just a really cool ride and experience for me. You know, I grew up in, in Wales in the United Kingdom. I had a huge passion for fitness, um, very athletic background, and um, bodybuilding, weight training kind of came into my life, and it's something that like, I grasped and I loved, and, you know, I continued with it, and it just gave me so many opportunities, you know what I mean? And some of the opportunities that you mentioned um, like professional wrestling, you know, I was a huge, huge fan of that growing up as a kid. And I would have never dreamed in my wildest dreams that I'd have ever been part of that industry. But uh, natural bodybuilding was, was something that really made that a reality for me. So that was that was pretty exciting for, for that to come about. Um, competing again, you know, that was something that I really didn't look to as a kid. Um, but eventually, you know, a lot of people in the gym, they were on me. They were like, dude, you, you're, you're so big. You need to get on that stage and compete. And, you know, I fought against that for the longest time until I did my first show. I believe I was around 18 when I did that. And I just loved it. And I think you either love it or you hate it. And I just fell in love with the sport so much. Um, and I loved the lifestyle and that it never stopped. You know, it was a 24-7 thing, and it's just something you always have to be on your A game. And I continued that, and I, I, I got to win local and national titles. Um, and then in 2006, 2006 I, I actually went international, and I competed with MuscleMania in Hollywood, California. And that was an ironic time for me. Um, because I actually got scouted with the WWE at that moment as well. So it was a, a very big win for me um, on, on both sides. So that actually brought me to America. I came to America. I trained with the WWE, and I got to, to train and meet and get mentored by some of my heroes that I actually used to watch as a kid. So that was in itself a story of of its own. Um, you know, just to be around those guys that you grew up watching. You know, I did. I actually did a show last weekend. Um, and it was in Georgia, and I was with some 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 guys. Uh, uh, Tatanka is one of the guys. He's an old school old school dude. He's actually a really good friend of mine as well because he used to live in the area. And then another guy, a gentleman, the Warlord. They were really big guys, you know, back in the day. And it's just so cool to be to be still amongst these 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 legends and uh, be part of the show, you know. So that's just something that that, that natural bodybuilding has has opened up a gateway for me to, to do that. And then, you know, then there's the natural Olympia and the INBA being a PMBA pro that, that, that's another story, you know, that's, that's just larger than life for me. Um, when I was in the wrestling world, we, we figured out that they, they figured out that there's a huge crossover market that the people in the fitness industry actually were fans of wrestling. And then obviously the wrestling, uh, even fans and the entertainers, they love the fitness industry. So we used to have a booth at the Arnold and I was lucky enough one time to go and, you know, represent the company and everything like that. And one of my good friends who's on Big Brother, his name's Jesse Goddard. So I went over to see him because he, he's a really good friend of mine and he was sponsored by a company and that company is called Vitago. And I believe at that time, um, Kiyoshi Moody, who, who is, if you don't know, the sixth time, natural Mr. Olympia champion yes. was on this, this poster. Yes. And I, I remember seeing Jesse and I was like, who is that guy? And I looked at this guy and, you know, and then I started going down and said natural bodybuilding champion. <coughs> and I, I saw at the bottom, it said natural Mr. Olympia and everything just, I was like, I need, I want, I have to be part of this organization, you know? And at the time it was hard. Because as you, you know, the wrestling, um, when I was contracted with, with Impact Wrestling on Spike TV, it's a very, very hard schedule. It's very busy. It's demanding. And like I said, you're on a contract, so you can't take time off to prep for show. Um, so timing really wasn't good for me. But as soon as I came out and I had that time available for me, the first thing that I wanted to do was get in touch with, with, with Danny Kinko and arrange to be part and just try and get in to that organization to be part of everything there or to make it to the natural Olympia. I never ever dreamed about actually being Mr. Olympia. That was too far away from, from my imagination at the time, but you know, everything worked out. I, um, 
I frantically scrambled to become a pro and uh, my prep in 2017 was really, really, um, it was, it was a scramble literally to, to do the, the team USA's, which I did that. And I, I was fortunate enough to turn professional and that qualified me then to compete as a pro in natural Mr. Olympia. And, um, yeah, so that was, that was, um, that was a dream come true for me. That was absolutely amazing in 2018 when I actually won the title. It was, uh, it was something else. Yeah, that, that was a really cool feeling. And then to go on it to win it the second time round, which I now stand as the two-time uh, natural Mr. Olympia, is, was, was a, a massive, massive achievement for me. And I'm so honored to, to even have that title. So it's been pretty cool. Wow, no doubt. Yeah, now I I I gotta go because uh, this is funny. Uh, Mike and I went up to to Michigan to uh, do the Michigan Moor, and on the Mike road Newman? we listened to yes yeah, Mike Newman, and we, we, we <laughs> as as we were driving up we were listening to the the podcast uh, by the wrestlers you know the retired wrestlers wrestlers that were sharing their stories you know about being on the road and one of the things they talked about like you were saying being contract contracted to uh, the WWE right. is the the busy, busy schedule. I mean, so I can yeah. understand, basically, you're just either hotel or gym and then venue. So, basically, it, you, you don't have a life outside of the, the travel and everything. And, and I, I don't think people really understand the depth of no. how... No, yeah, you, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. And there, there are a few occasions where, you know, we, we like some of the really big pay-per-views, they'll fly us in early because we've got a lot of media to do. So as busy as it is, I kind of welcome that because when you fly in early, you have your spots where you got to go back and do your media. But then outside of that, you can actually go and enjoy where you are. You know what I mean? If you're in a nice video mm-hmm. or anything like that. But for the most part, uh, you know, even for this weekend when I went to Georgia, it was purely, you know, you need to research. As soon as you step off that plane, you need to have your food. If you don't have it, you need to find a good spot to get food. And then secondly, you've got to find a gym. And then by the time you find the gym, it's time to go to the arena and get ready for the show and then an early morning flight out. So it's not always as glamorous, you know, as, as people maybe think it is. But, you know, at the same time, you know what I mean, the, 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 the amount of passion I had to compete and be a performer and do what I do in front of all those people, it, 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 it's phenomenal. It's such an adrenaline rush. And, you know, like I said, it's something that, as a child, you know, in, in the magazine of Iron Man that comes out on, on April 15th, you know, I, I say about certain periods of my life when I found out that this is what I wanted to do. And, you know, I was so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I was so, I would want to say depressed, but I was so low in my feelings because I, I wanted to be there so bad and I didn't know how to get there, you know. So it was a struggle for me to sort of find out how do I get there. And, um, you know, now, now that I, I still even now competing as a, a PNBA bodybuilder, I still get to live that life as a professional wrestler as well. So it's, it's a pretty cool feeling, you know what I mean, when you get to really do what you love. So I'm very, very fortunate to do that. And that is really amazing. And, I mean, not only that, so you're a pro wrestler, you're a pro bodybuilder, but you're also a family man, beautiful wife, beautiful son. I mean, with your hectic schedule, how do you keep all of that pulled together and in balance? You know, I'm, I'm really not going to, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, so in 2017, when I won the Olympia, you know, every prep is always hard. You know, no, I, I refuse for anyone to say, yeah, you know, I did this prep. It was easy. It's not. Any prep that you do for a show is always extremely demanding. And it should be because the whole point of it is you're really trying to push yourself to that next level. So in 2017, I did that. You know, I really pushed myself to a new level. I, I felt good about bringing in a really lean, um, you know, big-sized shape to, to that Olympia. And then in 2018, you know, I had, I had the same mentality, but the only variable there was that I just had my, my son. And, um, you know, for me to do the math on that, I mean, he was, he was in his four five. I kind of, he was in like four to five months old, you know what I mean? So... I really have to give thanks and gratitude to my wife um, because she's always amazing and she's always there. She knows what I go through and she knows what I want and how I want to do it. Um, so that support is, is everything. 
And I think if anyone, you know, is looking to compete, you really need to explain to, you know, your partner or whoever you're with, your family, of what you want to do, what it involves before you get into it, because it gets hard, you know, and, and it was hard for me because, uh, you know, we both had to look after my son. We don't have any family over here whatsoever. You know, they do come and visit um, once or twice a year. But other than that, it's really just the two of us. So it was a really tough prep. But, you know, I, I pride myself on that, that, you know, I found a way. And that's really what it's about, just to find a way around it to get to your goal. And, and my goal was, to, to again, to bring in the best possible shape I could to the Olympia, which is what I intend to do um, this year as well. Awesome, awesome. Well, hats off to uh, both of you on the family side of it, because that's something we talk about a lot and is very important, you know, yes. to the success of of any athlete. Um, we have some listener questions rolling in, so I'm going to start to get to those. Um, this first one is going to be from Linda. She says, so he wrestles part of the time and then competes the other hashtag amazeballs. So how does that schedule work for you? Um, like I said, so I, I generally have seasons where I'm, I'm not actually contracted with a company right now, but I, I take my own bookings. So what I'll do is I'll pack my year out with wrestling bookings, but then when it comes to around August, August is my preparation time. So what I'll do is I'll, if anything, I'll either stop or I'll taper back my bookings so that I can put more time um, and energy into the preparation of my contest prep. And again, just coming in the best I can, because when you're traveling, going from airport to airport to show to show, not only is it hard to, you know, really get your nutrition going and, and you know, a lot of preparation, but yeah. it's, just, it's, it's just hard on the body, you know what I mean? And it's just important for me um, to realize that and just, you know, come back and just be with my family, train, have that mental state and just give it a, a, a thousand percent and just go for it, you know? And I love that. It, it, it's just, it, that's my passion. I love doing that. <laughs> awesome. This next one is from Sid wanting to know, are fans in the, uh, are your wrestling fans aware that you're also a natural bodybuilding champion? Do you use that as part of your intro when you get in the ring? Sid, what's up? That's, that's an awesome question. Um, so here's, and again, you know, I, this is a really, really big question and it's really true to my heart. Um, so when, when I, Essentially, you get called into the ring, you know, they do my, that, that's another thing. As soon as we get off this call, you and I, you're going to be my new ring announcer. That's just, that's just how it's going to go. Um, <laughs> that's right. That, I'll do it. That, 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 that's it. You, 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 that's going to happen. But, you know, what had really happened is, no, they, they, I have the Welsh warrior, you know, they call me the freak of nature, whatever not. And then I make my way to the ring and then I do battle, you know, as, as I do. But, um, no, they, I, I don't really sort of play that off as being sort of natural Mr. Olympia. And to be honest with you, there's probably not a lot of people in the wrestling industry that, that really believe that anyway. You know what I mean? Um, maybe it might be a character that I could, I could come up with or play with because it would, it would, it would definitely make me a bad guy um, just because of the, the disbelief. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm a, in my off season, I'm 280 pounds and I'm six foot four. You, you don't generally see natural guys. Uh, like myself, and I touch on that in, in the Ironman magazine, where there's, you know, um, a lot of my feelings of how I felt like that, because it's not like I've been that big all of a sudden. I've kind of been that big all my life. So I've had to sort of deal with, with that perception and, and how I sort of yeah. engage it. And it, 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 it's a, a little bit of a different spin, you know. Um, like I think a lot of people really want that attention, and that's where they start off lifting weights and, and everything else because they want to be sort of known as the big guy. But for me, I was always the big guy. So straight off the bat, you know what I mean? I, I, I attracted that negativity um, to me and it, it really knocked me down, you know, and I, 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 throughout my, um, my ages, I've sort of tried to find different ways to sort of deal with it. But essentially now I, I really take it as a compliment more than anything that you think I'm that good. So but that, that, that's kind of that. But, no, they don't really play it off in the, in the wrestling industry. Um, but that's something for me to think about and come up with a really cool character. I like that, Sid. 
I'm going to do, I'll think about that. That could be very cool. And, you know, that is something that um, I I had wondered about. It was kind of in my cache of questions because you do have such a phenomenal size. And to have that much mass for such a tall guy, you know, I, I, you know, that's a question that, it would be an obvious one or that you probably get a lot of statements of, oh, he is not, he's not natural, he can't be natural because, you know, a lot of our quality, well, I shouldn't put it that way because we have all of our natural athletes are quality. I'm not saying that they're not, but our bigger natural athletes that, you know, the, the, that most folks would probably associate with the enhanced realm, that's the first thing they're Mm -hmm. going to say. Oh, he's not he's not really natural and I just wonder how much of that you actually get. Brandon Lickfield. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I you know, I, I get a lot and it's just, just one of those things, you know, and um even even when I go to the gym it, it's kinda of funny, you know, I'll sometimes get people and they'll automatically come up to me and they'll confide in me and they'll start talking about, you know, stacks of this, stacks of that and I just I don't have a clue. It it's it's a really funny scenario actually and it's the most awkward situation I, I get put in. Um, because I have zero knowledge of anything that they're talking about, you know, and then it gets to the point where yep. I say, I'm sorry, man, I'm, I'm 100% natural and all this kind of stuff, and they just give me a blank stare and they just walk off, and it's like, oh, man, you know, this guy thinks I'm an idiot, and but it, it is what it is, you know. It's, it's just one of those things oh, that oh, I, yeah. am, I am extremely proud of. I'm not that type of guy, you know, to sort of go out there and say, hey, I'm natural, hey, I'm this, I'm, I'm pro-natural and this. But, but I'm extremely passionate and proud of, of the, my choice um, of the way that I've, I've done everything. So, you know, I, I can never sit there and, you know what I mean, it, I have to say what yeah. I am. Yes. All right. All right, KP, thoughts on that? Because I know you get that yeah. a lot yourself. Uh, not Probably not as much as uh, our, our Welsh warrior here. But I, I, the thing <laughs> that I would definitely speak about is uh, when when we started bringing Meshach to our gym, because he, he's a, a true phenomenon, phenomenon as well, and just for his height, right. just uh, the, yeah. the muscle bellies that he carries. And I remember being cornered in the exit doorway by three guys that were basically going to corner me and make me admit the truth that, you know, Meshach was using. And I, I was really surprised because, you know, I was thinking it was just an offhanded joke and, you know, just on the way in passing and basically just having them basically ho- hold me down, not not physically, but just, you know, not letting me leave or basically go back in and, and catch up with him and just mm-hmm. berate me to finally open up that Meshach wasn't natural. And I was like, guys, I don't know what you're talking about, because everything yeah. he did was reading labels, making sure he wasn't even eating bad food. He wanted everything about his life is basically becoming a better competitor, a better person in life, and it, he he just did not even, you know, visualize uh, drugs as part of his life. And I I, I just remember him asking me something that was. Uh, uh, you know, really caught me off guard because it's something he said on our show as well. And he said, why do we call it natural bodybuilding when it's the only form of bodybuilding that's true building of the body? Everything mm-hmm. else is basically just a way to manufacture a look for aesthetic appearance. And I was really taken by that because, you know, if you think about it, that's the truth. If you're yeah. building the body, that means you have a foundation, you have structure, and you have sustainability. Without those factors, you do not have that realm, and you don't really have bodybuilding. I said it would be more like aesthetically pleasing, but you're not really building a body if you're destroying it from the inside out. And just the fact that he would think in that that nature in that realm lets you know how serious he takes the right. you know how serious he takes his body. So I'm sure that you you feel the same way when when people are asking you because it's such a uh, a crazy way of thinking when you set your life on living this way. You know, I think, I think people are just so closed off to what they think is the answer, you know, and it's, it's really not their fault. They're not educated. They don't understand that they haven't been around. I'll say it, the freaks of nature. You know what I mean? People will call, I mean, that's how I got my name in the professional wrestling industry. And this is something that doesn't cover up on, on, on a lot of things you'll read. 
But basically, the reason why they called me the freak of nature, Rob Terry, is the fact that they drug tested me relentlessly, week after week after week after week after week, and I'd always pass the test. And eventually, they were like, you know, we're, we're losing so much money with this guy, you know, just fine, he's natural, and this guy's just a freak of nature. So I, I got to work with, you know, in the wrestling industry, you get to work with a lot of big guys, and, you know, not everyone is, is a natural bodybuilder, but they were quite a few, I don't say quite a few, there were a handful of guys um, that were, you know, freaks of nature. They may not be as big as me, or, or some of them were really big, but they were natural. And they, there are guys out there, you know what I mean, that are freaks of nature. And it's just hard for people, you know, normal people in the gyms that, that look to maybe an alternative to come to terms with that, you know what I mean? And, and that, that's really their loss. You know what I mean? Because they, they then limit their potential of what they should be doing. So it is what it is, you know. And but I, I agree with you that, that that gentleman who you know he is he is himself a freak of nature. I've seen pictures of him and he looks incredible. Yes, indeed. Um, and as far as your physique, Bill says he's a big fella. Yes, Bill, you are correct. He is. Uh, this next question is from Shane. Um, and Bill, I'm sure you know who Meshach is. They'll both be big fellas. Um, Meshach, a little shorter. <laughs> ah, all right. <laughs> He's saying, have some of the bumps and bruises that you've incurred slowed a prep or times in the ring to wrestle? Um, so the answer to that just reinforces what I what I said earlier on. Is is basically so we'll talk about. Right, I had a match on Saturday. Um, in Georgia, and you know, I had a match with, with Kalido, who's a former WWE guy, and you know, we had a match. And wrestling's a very physical, you know, it, it's a very physical entity, you know. And um, the day after, you know, I got bumps and bruises, and you know, my shoulder was off a little bit. So, um, yeah, you, you, de- my body definitely gets beat up, and that's primarily one of the reasons why I taper, if not eliminate, all the wrestling shows because I want to be. Uh, injuries can happen in the gym like all the time, but especially in a ring, you know, they're imminent. So I need to reduce that factor straight off. So that's why I really cut down my shows um, when it comes contest prep. But now where I am now and when I do my wrestling, I really don't do anything too crazy um, in the ring. Everything's controlled. So, you know, I really try and come out um, without any injuries at all. But, you know, just when you, when you're doing something very physical, just like being in the gym and really giving it everything you got, a, a, a slight injury is, is, is a second away sometimes, you know what I mean? So you just really need to be in control of yourself and what you're doing and know your limits. So, so you're not bashing anybody with folding chairs? What? No. <laughs> well, I'm not going <laughs> to bash not... with any folding chairs, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I can't guarantee I'm not hitting someone else with one, though. <laughs> oh man I always wonder how much work goes into that choreography um, Anyway I'm not going to slow us down I'm not going to slow us down with that one um, This next <laughs> one's from Jake He's saying, he's asking Any road stories about wrestling that are just Too funny not to share um, Jake That's an awesome question man there, there, there are a lot of funny stories and they should be Shared because you know in the wrestling industry We, we have so much fun um, you know what I mean? You're on the road and, you know, my, my wife and, and, and kid, and Mason are in the house and, you know, whoever I'm with, I, I'm just trying to have a good, you know, we have a good time. I don't drink, you know, I don't party and things like that, but it, it, it's a really, in the locker room and stuff, it's a really great, it's really similar to, you know, when you're backstage pumping up and you're meeting friends that you see all the time, um, you know, you're catching up on stories, it's just, it, you know, it, it, it's a fun time. But yeah, now there are a lot of guys that I've worked with, Robbie E., um, you know, the British Invasion and a bunch of other guys, you know, we, we all have a great time. And, um, you know, they do some, some silly things. And because I'm always the sober one, I get to, um, I get to remember yeah. it the next yeah. day. So <laughs> that's, that's pretty much how it goes. I caught that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Very good. Uh, this next question is from Blaine. He's asking What's up, Blaine? with all hey Blaine. With all the time being a new dad, how does it play into giving back to all the people who have supported you, and what does this mean with how you plan your future endeavors now? Can you say that one more time? That, is, that, is, that, that sounds like a deep question. 
One more time. Sorry, it is Brian. a deep question. So I think yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda rephrase this a little bit. So you're a new sure. dad and that as I we am. know, that's taking a lot of time and commitment to your wife, to your son, you have no family uh-huh. support. He's saying so right. with all of this this new um responsibility and time yeah. commitment in your life, how does that play into how you give back to the people who've supported you? So your interaction with your fans, your comrades, and how does this impact your future endeavors, what you're planning for future endeavors going forward? So I think it's bringing okay. us back to that yeah. whole balance question a little bit. Sure. You know, um, so, I mean, First of all, I mean, being a dad is something that I've wanted to be for a long, long time. You know, I, I feel like I've been ready. The, the thing that's really held me back uh, from from being in that situation was just the wrestling and everything like that. You know, and, you know, it's, it's just a very up and down industry. So it was just the right place and time. And there's a lot of dads in the wrestling industry, you know, and I never really realized it at the time. But, you know, it, 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 there's so much that goes into being a dad, and um, I have just had the utmost respect. Um, going, going forward, I just want my, my son to be part of everything that I do. You know, it, I had a crazy, crazy moment, and I, I almost planned it, that at the Olympia um, last year, I said, if I win this, and I mean, there, there was some, some really, really big guys, you know, if I win this, I'm going to hold my son up on stage. And, you know, I, I got to do that. And that was a, a really cool thing for me. So it's really everything that I do forward now, I'm still trying to prove a lot of things to myself and there's certain things that I want to do for, for, for my vision, but also now more so for my son. You know, I really want my son to be proud of me going forward on everything that I do. I want my son to realize that I made the right choices and everything that I did, I did it the right way. Um, so I'm really trying to be the best role model that I can be for my son. So I hope that answers the question, kind of, maybe, not sure. That was a good one, though. I liked it. That threw me off. I liked that question. It, no, it was it, – it no, Blaine did have a good question, and I think it answers Absolutely. it from the standpoint that whatever you do, you, you still have yeah. goals you're going to be pursuing, but that your Absolutely. wife and your son are going to be integral to everything you do. So full steam ahead, yes. family chugging right along with hey, you. Can, so. I, can I jump in on that? I'm sorry. Please do. Yeah, go ahead, KP. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I'm a big wrestling fan. I, I grew up with wrestling, and it was the backstories sometimes were really shocking because, you know, some did forget to uh, – well, they they didn't forget. They blurred the lines between the character and themselves, and they lost themselves, and a lot of times they lost their family. So it's great to hear what I just heard because that's that means, you know, there's a good chance, a great chance, that the the child won't be uh, damaged in any way and and get to share all the joys and not really the pain or the hidden pain that so many of our past wrestlers have had to deal with because a lot of times they become second-generation wrestlers themselves. So it's it's good to hear that you're going to be sharing you and not the the character. So that's a blessing in itself. Go ahead. What you said is very accurate. Yes, and I would agree with that. And and I would I would really do everything that I can, you know, for my, for my son to make the best decisions for himself as well. And and you know, I had a really great career. I'm very happy pushing him, or really for him to be a future professional wrestler would not be my first choice. But you know, <laughs> I, natu- as a as a natural bodybuilder, one thousand percent. That's that's the direction he's going to go. So. He is going to be right. the, the, the future IMBA Mr. Olympia. Mark my words. <laughs> only a, only right. he wants to be. So Speak of life. Speak <laughs> of life over the young ones. You have to do it. You have to speak life. All yeah. right. So this next one is from Zach, hashtag wrestling fan, hashtag FitBodyU member. Zach's request is if you're ever in Illinois, <laughs> he wants you yep. to come work out at Mike Newman's gym, Fit Body U, also Kalen's gym where he's at because that would just be like the best day ever if you Zach, let's do a proposition for you. I'm only going to do that if we get Mike Newman 
to be right behind us and he gets to commentate on our set. That is my only request. <laughs> he is going to count our reps and he is going to commentate on how we did on each set. That would be perfect because Mike is, is a very, very cool character and, you know, it's great. And when we're at the, the, um, the, the INBA Natural Olympia, you know, we do this thing where we all stand on stage and he gets to ask us questions. And every time, you know, I, just before he gets to me, I'm like, man, what is this guy going to ask me? He's extremely entertaining, and I enjoy every single second of it. So I, um, I look forward to doing it again this year, and I look forward to seeing Mike up there as well. All right, all right. KP, you heard it. You're going to have to play that back for Mike Newman if he's not already listening so he knows what his role oh, is going to be. He's, he's listening, all right. You know he's listening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, very good. All right, and I know Kaylin will be right there holding the camera to capture yeah, you every minute of it. So it's going to be it. it's going to be lit. <laughs> All right, you all, you guys heard it here first on P for P Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin. Okay, next question, Sheldon. During the dark days of prep, how do you get through it and still keep your focus? That is an awesome question. What what was the name? Sorry, it was Sheldon. Sheldon, yep. Sheldon, thank you. That is a great question. Yep. Okay, so this this is something. So I have done a lot of competitions. Okay, um, I started when I was eighteen, and I want to say I've done close to thirty shows. Right, there's been a big break in that way. I did my wrestling, everything like that, but um, I've done a lot of shows. A few of those preps, I want to say one or two of them, I did have. I want to. I did have that dark sort of like, oh my god, this prep is killing me. It's so hard. But now, you know, like I said to you earlier on, when I do these natural Olympia preps, which in my opinion are the hardest and most calculated preps that I've ever done, and every single prep is always better than the last. It has to be an improvement. But one of the the, the things with myself is that no one is forcing you to do a show. No one is telling you you have to do the show, right? So the most important thing for you to realize, like I even watched some of the – these, these, these people on TV, you know, not TV, on YouTube, and they're, they're the top pros of the world, you know, and they're like, oh, man, you know, I'm doing this prep. It's killing me. You know, it's so hard. I hate life. You, you know, not only are these guys getting paid a tremendous amount of money through sponsorships and everything else, but it is their ultimate decision as a professional athlete to do what they're doing. If you're doing something you love, you need to enjoy the process, right? So that's what you need to do. I know it's not always easy. It, it's it's, you know, but it's something that's challenging you. And that's never going to be an easy task. But at the end of it is going to be a huge outcome, win, lose, or draw. So just really think about it as, as a challenge, you know, from start to finish and pride and ownership and just doing the best that you can. It's really your outcome as to how you look at it that determines how you feel about it through the entire prep. So really see it as a positive thing, not a negative thing. And I'll say one more thing about that. I have a tremendous amount of respect, just hands down for anyone. I don't care if they come first or they can come last. I really don't care. Anyone that, that, that goes through that preparation of three months and they get up on that stage, they, they become a part of my family because I know what they go through. So if you're True. doing a prep, you know, I, I respect you straight out. Just enjoy that prep, man, and give it everything you got. Amen to that, and thank you. Hold on, Dan. Hold on. Hold on. I love, I love his response because that was the one thing that always kept me from wanting to step on stage. Is just the complaints, the the sad nature, the torture. It seemed like they were going through because I said, if it's something, every sport I did, I wanted to do. I, I loved the the team. The, I loved the camaraderie. I loved the, the the soreness, the bruises, because I knew I was getting better somehow, some way. And I just never felt that when I was initially introduced to bodybuilding, because it seemed like it was the worst thing in life, the hardest time. I mean, just torture, death, dismemberment, maiming, mm-hmm. amputation. It seemed like <laughs> every bad thing you could think of. What's happening in natural bodybuilding? You were forced to eat this crappy food. You were put in a dungeon for five years. You're kind of putting me off my preparation now in August. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm saying it seemed like every bad thing possible was attached to bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. And and somehow, some way, 
at the end of it, you were able to step on stage and, or I mean, just deal with the arduous torture of basically putting under hot lights under a tan that you didn't want, and it was just something I didn't want. I wanted no part of. Right. And then you start seeing the other side where people that had the passion and the real objective of basically improving themselves, uh, getting better in life. Uh, at the end of the day, they were reaching a goal that they said could not be reached in the beginning. And then it became something that I could identify with because up until then, I wanted nothing to do with it. It was just sure. something that did not appeal to me in the slightest because I said I, I couldn't imagine uh, that kind of torture without a beneficial income, I mean, uh, outcome, because it seemed like everyone was saying, you know, you had to be one of the most rare specimens in life to basically lose your mind and then find it somehow, somewhere in the last week. And it just it just did not seem like anything. I wanted anything to do with it. And, and I, I mean, now you see, and, and I'm one of the most smiling individuals because I, I know that wasn't reality. That was yeah. something that got a following, and people uh, would listen to that because it seemed so like this person was so gifted. But the truth is, like he said, it's a choice. And, you know, right. I chose to play basketball. I chose to play baseball. I chose those twisted ankles and bruises and bumps because I knew this was something that I could do tomorrow and the next day and the next year. And down the road, and it, 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 at the end of the day, I can look back and say it wasn't a mistake. And I, now I can do that same thing with natural bodybuilding because I did have to realize there was a natural side to it. And then I had to understand that it's something that can be accomplished without basically torching yourself in the process. Right. Yeah, no, it, it's a pretty powerful thing. You know, it really is. To be, to be in 100% control, of your mind, you know what I mean? Cause your mind plays tricks in you relentlessly. So to be in oh, yeah. no control, but it's not, you know, like I, I, like I said this before, but it's like, you know, when you, I'm, I have, I'm a huge martial arts fan and I have been since forever. I'm a little too big to do it now, but you know, when you're, when you're practicing for martial arts, you know, you can do a class for two or three hours or you can be a really you know, yes. top guy and, and train for three to six hours. But when you're a natural bodybuilder, you never stop. You know, when, when you say I'm doing right. that show, it's a 20, it's a 24 seven thing, you know, just eating those meals. Cause you might, you know, your mind is battling you every single second of the way. You're like, I just want to sit down and watch TVs and eat some popcorn. That's all I want to do. But you, you have to make choices <laughs> that override the system. And the thing is that there's such a sense of empowerment that you are in command of what you are doing. And I think that's something as well that you, you know, you take, and you can implement that in any facet of your life. And that yes. is just ultimate power for me. You know what I mean? And, you know, it, it, take it away and use it in other, other, other positions as well. So natural, but that's what bodybuilding did for me. That's, that's why I'm so gratified about that. So, and I absolutely love it. And I'll do anything I can to be a positive influence in, in anyone that is willing to talk to me about it. You know, and I just really have to agree and almost applaud a little bit the 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 thinking that you were just sharing there a little bit, especially about just being in control, developing that discipline, and being able to, you know, focus, you know, control your focus, control your mind versus the vice you know, versus the, the other, your mind controlling you because that happens so much. Doubt, fear, mm-hmm. just, you know, temptation, whatever it is that you're doing, not really thinking about it, but you're just on autopilot snacking this, that, and the next thing. And I forget what I was reading, but it was some sort of Bible study, and it was just really talking about, and it was talking about food, believe it or not, and about, you know, if you can control the appetite, meaning if you can control how you handle your eating, how you handle your food, what you put in your body, you really can control anything in your life because that's just how big of endeavor that can be, having control over vice with food really being that vice. And if you look at the state of, you know, let's just say the United States today, you can see how few people have control over it just because of the level of obesity and other things like that that we have going on in our sure. culture that are not 
are, that are not pro-health. And I would have to say that natural bodybuilding is one of the main things that has helped me to achieve that because it is also how I got started with it because I had all these goals that I wanted to accomplish and eating better was one of them and I just wasn't doing it. The desire to do it wasn't enough to actually accomplish it. I needed something to push me in that direction and natural body building was that trigger. So I really appreciate you just bringing that up and uh, just for folks to hear. And really, guys, if you can control your habits, you really can control anything. And eating is a major, major habit that many, many of us have wrong or have bad habits in. So just kind of think about that out there. When you're thinking of things that, you know, you want to achieve, you want to accomplish, because you don't have to step on a stage control over some of those areas in your life. So just kind of think about that. But stepping on a stage could be a trigger that helps you accomplish that goal. So something to noodle, um, food for thought, if you will. This next question noodle. is from Shelly. Noodle, that's right, pun, pun intended. Um, okay. Can you, can you, meaning Rob, share some of your diet in the off-season and how much um, – weight do you gain in your off season when you're not competing? How much over your stage okay. weight, I guess. So we'll do this in a two part question. So um off season I run about maybe just under I run about thirty five pounds over, which is quite a quite a bit of weight I guess. Um thirty five pounds over my contest weight and the the reason is that for that is I'm naturally I will say naturally, it's very easy for me to maintain um, a shape of 280 pounds in my off season. Um, I have done that since I was around 24 years old. When I was when I was 23, I was way bigger. Um, I, I was I was 300 300 plus pounds, maybe 320 pounds. Um, which again, people are going to say, how can you be natural at that? But at the end of the day. My nutrition back then when I was that old, it was just I was eating everything all the time because in my vision, I wanted to be absolutely huge and I wouldn't stop. And nutrition, not that I was that amazing at nutrition at that point because it's a learning curve, but my my standpoint of calories and food intake was very high. Um, and my body can naturally put on a lot of lean weight. So I figured out that my best luck for professional wrestling and everything else um, and aesthetically with 280 pounds, which is probably still pretty big in people's opinion. But when I compete, um, especially going into the natural Olympia and, you know, I'm sure you guys will back me. It's where the best of the best compete. And yes. I, I can't rely on just being the heaviest guy on stage because I've done that in the past and I've lost um, by guys who have been half my size, but 10 times more cut than me. So I can't, yeah. I, like I told you, I had that vision of what I wanted and nothing was going to stop me. And I knew, I knew I had to make a sacrifice. And that sacrifice was giving up 35 pounds of weight just to get in crazy shredded condition just to stand next to these guys. And, you know, I achieved it. So um, that's what I do in my off season. I do believe that in the off season, like 35 pounds is a lot of weight. But for me, because I'm so tall, it might not show you know, I can still, I'm still pretty lean on my off season versus my contest. Um, a lot of guys will try and put 35 pounds on, they'll lose all the cuts and, you know, maybe lose the definition. That's kind of a dangerous move in my opinion, because you can't see what yeah. you need to improve on. You always need to be in range where you can still see your shape, know where you need to, to mold it. You know, this is, this is bodybuilding. You need to know where you need to change it. Um, in terms of nutrition, the, the, I still try very hard and keep very strict on my off-season. I do have cheats. Uh, you know, I'll eat with my wife and my family. We go out for a nice meal of anything, maybe once to sometimes twice a week. Um, my training never changes. It's very constant. The intensity is through the roof. Um, as well, when I'm contest prepping, my, my training pretty much stays the same because it's still running very, very high. But what I'll do is I'll go into a macro-based diet and I'll start cutting my, my carbs and everything else and start cycling with them. So everything's very, very calculated the second that I go into a prep. When I'm off-season, um, I will still be 
cautious of my protein levels, and I'll go into that for a moment, in just a moment, but my carbohydrates are a lot higher, um, and I don't really monitor them as such. I just, I'm making sure that I, I get a lot of carbohydrates in because my body's sensitive to that. I need to have a high amount of carbohydrates. The reason why I keep my, my protein on a cap, and, and again, this is something I touch on in the Ironman magazine, and maybe something that will help a lot of the disbelievers out there why I am natural, is because I, I had an accident when I was um, eight years old, and I had a removal truck, which I was driving at the time, and I thought it was a pretty cool thing, and it actually, I flipped the brake, and it started rolling back. I jumped out, and I got crushed on my, my waist with the front wheel. Um, about oh a month later, about a month later, um, I, I, I went to the hospital and I had to have one kidney taken out and removed from that accident. So um, I still, to this one day, like I mentioned earlier on, I don't drink. It's because I have one kidney. Um, I need to make the best choices. I'm very, very conscious about any sort of, you know, over-the-counter medications. Will they sort of, you know, mess my, my kidney function or anything like that? So for me, you know, not only was it extremely important with my family, knowing my, um, my condition as a child, you know what I mean, and having that interest in bodybuilding, because they knew where bodybuilding essentially goes and where a lot of top athletes go. So it was really, really important for them and, and also really important for me to, to go into that, that natural bodybuilding realm and just be ultimately committed to that. Um, and, you know, it, it, it was just any other... Uh, desire to go into any other way wouldn't wouldn't work out for me in longevity at all. So that's why I'm so thankful that I'm able to have this output and I can still do it as a natural bodybuilder. All right, amen to that. Question here from Brent: um, With all of the changes that happen to your body, and I'm assuming he means when you're leaning down, when you're in the, when you're in a cut, or I guess gaining weight, reverse dieting. How does it change your dress, and how does it change your mood in the gym? Uh, Brent, that is a cool question. So just like anyone else, I'm a normal human being, and I always want what I don't have. So, you know, when I'm, <laughs> when I'm off season, you know what I mean, and even though, you know, uh, you know I, I may seem pretty lean to you guys as an off-season off bodybuilder, I still miss, you know, like, calculating all my food and being that meticulous and, you know, lifting up my shirt and having like total veins in my abs and all that kind of stuff. And then at the, at the flip side, you know, when I'm dieting, I'm doing my prep and I'm getting ready for the show. It's like, man, I can't wait to be 180 pounds again and just be super jacked. So, you know, it's always a flip reverse and it's, it's like that for everything, but everything's a process and you've just got to follow through um, with, with, you know, what you're doing and just give it your best effort, you know? And so that, that's just really important there. Was that a double question, or was that that one there? Did I miss anything on that one? Because I want to get my um, question. And, it, and then, how does it how does it change your mood in the gym going from one to the other, or does it? It it, it my mood it doesn't change. You know, um, I'm I'm a very deep person, and you know, I'm just I don't really think it it, it changes as much as it's just I'm constantly on tunnel vision to what I'm doing I'm constantly you know you've got to be positive like I said with everything that you do I have to be positive and I have to believe believe is a huge thing and you know I know people talk about it and it'll be social media you know believe to achieve and all this kind of hashtags but it's really really important no matter what you do you can be given any diet any training or whatever you're given if you don't 100% believe in what you're doing it doesn't matter how good or bad it is it will not work. You just believe and be positive on whatever you're doing, and I guarantee you, you will get the best outcome you, you could possibly imagine. You just got to believe and be positive, you know. And you're always going to run into setbacks. That, that's a really important thing. Just, just again, hit them with positivity, positivity as well, because next time you do run into them, you, you'll acknowledge them and then work your way around them. So just always be positive, you know. That, that's, that's my mindset. It's all a learning curve, everything we do. Amen. I love it. Always be positive. I almost am loving it as much as I, I as what I'm looking at here, and I think this is an action figure with the, oh the word God. freak across <laughs> your no way <laughs> your little competition uh, yeah. shorts. There, I, I, do you have your own action figure? Is this for real? Can I, I get do. a Rob Terry action figure? Yeah. I can get a freak so, action figure. 
like like a lot of guys, you know. <laughs> so when I, when I was <laughs> when I was wrestling, you know, there were a few guys who were like, yeah, man, you know, just got a new action figure. This is like the tenth one I've had. I'm, I'm fortunate enough. I've got I've got three of them out there. So when I had my first one done, I cannot tell you my my cheeks were up all the way to my eyes. They did not come down. I was just blown away, and you know, I, I it was it was just the most surreal moment. You know what I mean when you have your own action figure. And yeah, I can I, I cannot wait for my son to be old enough for me to give him that, and that that's gonna that'll be an emotional moment for me for sure. So <laughs> that is amazing. So if I get my hands on one of these things and I bring it to Olympia, are you gonna sign it for me? <laughs> you, damn right. Yeah. As long as you give me that entrance. We're, we're a done deal. <laughs> we'll hand the mic over to you and you'll Dude. get my entrance and then I'll be Dude, good. Dude, I will give you that entrance a hundred percent, no doubt. But I think that you is don't know amazing. Gonna and I write I <laughs> know oh my gosh. And I'm sad now because we only have four minutes left and I really wanted to pick your brain about um natural bodybuilding in Wales or in the UK because Kaylin and I are trying to work our way around the world and bring on athletes from different parts of the world because actually, believe it or not, praise the Lord, our show is international. I'm not quite sure how that happened, but it totally had to have been a God thing, but we are in countries that I never even would have guessed. And so we're trying to showcase natural bodybuilding in those areas. So, like, can you give us the three-minute Cliff Notes 50,000-foot version of just natural bodybuilding in the U.K.? Is it growing? Is it existing? Is it, is it what, I mean, what is it? What is it like? Yeah, you know, so, I mean, um, when, you know, um, yes, it is. That's the answer for that. So the cool thing is, you know, social media is, is just a huge platform for everything right now, and, and natural bodybuilding is growing, you know, and especially with the IMBA, PMBA, you know, they're making huge steps forward, especially with, with the Ironman magazine, as you know, everyone that gets featured in there is going to be a tested athlete, so, you know, there's so many factors right now with social media, and I'm seeing them pop up everywhere all the time, you know what I mean, where people are getting more interested in health and just, you know, the way of the natural bodybuilding. And I think, I think it's not just, you know, it, it's worldwide, you know, it's growing. And it's such a cool thing to be part of that and see it as well. So I absolutely think that it is on the up 1,000%. And, you know, it, it's growing everywhere. Um, I get a lot of interest in all my social media and people, you know, they ask me, hey, you know, who should I compete with? Um, you know, what shows, what this, what that. So it, it's always a cool thing for sure. So social media is the way forward. Just, you know, let, let's voice it. You know what I mean? Let's put it out there. All right. Awesome. So glad to hear that. So I just have to say thanks so much. Thanks so much. I don't know if I should call you freak or the Welsh warrior or just Rob or two time uh, Mr. Natural Olympia, but just thanks so much for being on our show. I, I, I totally I, I enjoyed kinda, it. I kind of like the introduction part where you say it all. That, that was kind of the cool part of me. <laughs> but no, I, I, I really, I really appreciate you guys. And it is a huge honor and a privilege. Um, for me to be on the show and you know all you listener guys i really hope that you get to to check out my my feature it's a time I'm, I'm actually I have 10 pages um in in imm magazine coming out april 16th so it's it's so cool for me to tell my story which is something that i've wanted to do forever so please check that out and, and hit me up with any messages with any questions i would love to to engage with you guys and, and let you know so Thank you very much for having me on the show, you awesome, guys. I really appreciate awesome, it. Awesome. And then, Kaylin, before I give you the last word on tonight, real quick, Rob, I know you have your own business of some sort. Just toss that out there real quick so our listeners can check it out because they are, you know, Google gurus out there and look up everything. Yeah, no, you, you guys can, you know, all, all this, I got some really cool things coming up, and um, I'd love you guys to, to check it out. You can follow me on, on um I'm on Twitter, and that's Impact Rob Terry. Um, Instagram is official Rob Terry, and then you guys can find me on Facebook as well. So all the all these things that I have coming up, um, you can follow me on there and uh, just let me know what you think. So that would be really cool for you guys. I appreciate. All it. right, perfect. Sorry, sorry, we didn't have more time to dive more into that. KP, last thoughts on tonight? Uh, it, it could just be capped off with Snickerdoodle, and I'd be happy. 
All right. So on behalf of Freak Action Figures, hashtag stay positive in everything that you do, Rob Terry, Wales, Welsh Warrior, the boys from P4P, Muscle, Chocolate, hashtag, hashtag chocolate, wait for the win. I can't even get my hashtags out there. And snickerdoodle, snickerfoodle, your body is a temple, so let's build it. <laughs>